Wow. Wow. No cow. Wow. Wow. No bovine. How's it going, young man? Uh, I'm okay. Are you okay? How are you? I mean, you're like just singing some kind of nonsensical thing. Some kind of earwig that is implanted into my brain noodle. I asked you if you saw the Super Bowl, and you said... Didn't... I didn't even know who was playing. No, I knew who was playing. Did you see the Super Bowl? Did you watch it in real time? Did you have any skin in the game? I had no skin in the game, but just as a cultural moment... I watched it. I mean, I watched, I think, the half of it. I watched it up mm-hmm. to the, through, up and through the halftime, and then I stopped watching, and then I took a walk. It's kind of a um, strange, decadent event that probably shouldn't have taken place under the circumstances that we're in. The counter-argument is, I guess, people are cooped up. They need something to entertain them. Like, don't take everything away. <laughs> I mean, this is assuming they all like bubbled and social distanced and screened the players and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, I I personally don't, as you might imagine, don't care about football. But uh, for some people, it's their life. And like so much of their life has been stripped away from them over the last year. So uh, throw them a bone. Even though I guess supposedly they were semi-social distanced, but gathering Mm -hmm. a bunch of people together. And then there was news of these celebrations in Tampa Bay, you know, maskless people just all over the streets. Yeah, Florida's over it. I mean, Florida was never into it to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you got it. Yeah. The one thing about Super Bowl is you you have three elements. You have the sports, which some people are into and some people aren't. You have... The halftime show, which is kind of a extravagant event. And then you have the commercials. Something for everyone. And the commercials, they speak to the culture in some ways. The commercials have taken a little bit more of a back seat and they're not as prominent as they were in the past. But there was one particular commercial that caught my eye. <laughs> and which one was that? Mike Keller. The one that signals a sea change in our dietary choices and our values when it comes to food. Oatly. Okay, so I'm going to play it. Okay, everyone get your ears ready. Hmm. Everyone prepare your eardrums for the madness. It's like milk made for humans. It's like milk made for humans wow wow no cow no 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 wow wow no cow no 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 wow wow okay that was it i love everything about it there's some elements to Oatly that you need to know about if you don't already. Oh, you're going to tell me the dark side of Oatly now? I just can't. I I should have known. I should have known I would tune in this week and you'd burst my bubble. Go ahead. No, no, no. We're not there. We're not there yet. We'll get there. Uh-huh. We'll get they there. They sold but... out to the Halliburton company. They murdered children. They actually sponsor airstrikes in Afghanistan. Very, <sighs> very close. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this, I know how I know how this goes. It definitely does denote a sea change when a milk substitute is presented in this way. The commercial actually was 
a little controversial. A lot of people thought, like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. Which is great. Gets people talking. Basically, this guy who runs Oatly is a guy named Tony Peterson. Oatly is a, a Swedish company, and he's in a field of oats with a keyboard singing his little song. With, like, the crappiest Casio keyboard, which, like, just adds to its charm. And it's this kind of zoom out, kind of, you know, mm-hmm. like you get on his face and he looks very emotional. Wow, no cow. And the and the camera zooms out. It was made like years ago and then uh, banned in Sweden. It was banned in Sweden. Why was it banned in Sweden? <laughs> I guess the milk lobbyists didn't want any association of this oat liquid with milk. Is that it? They particularly didn't like the milk for humans line. Uh-huh. As if to imply... <laughs> that cow milk is not for humans. Hmm. Oatly was kind of in on the joke. They even mm-hmm. uh, sold, I think they gave away these shirts that had yeah. an image of the CEO and it said, I totally hated that Oatly commercial. It's better to have an, a polar emotion about something than, eh, it was okay. Love it or hate it, people are talking about it. But it does cost mm-hmm. a lot of money to run a 30-second ad like that it it was 5.5 million dollars it's such a flex to spend five million dollars on ad space and then just throw in this thing you made six years ago for 28 cents or whatever if you know i'm sure it cost a few thousand dollars but not much it's definitely playing into this kind of folksy vibe that oakley is trying to bring across ragamuffin kind of vibe I'm in such suspense. You're, I just, I, what are you going to tell me about Oatly? I mean, I, I know they're going to IPO soon. It's going to have a $10 billion valuation. It's going to be a mega company. And I think that's great because there's the sea change. And so many people I know who are not vegan have given up cow milk because, you know, it's gross and unhealthy and they have lactose intolerance and it's unclean. And it's just so much better to have one of these plant milks. You're about to tell me that Oatly's bad. Just, just, just let's get it over with. I feel as though I'm, I'm about to, you know, I'm like waiting for the gallows. Just like, just tell me what's wrong with Oatly. I, I just, I just feel like, like the dread needs to just keep on settling into this yes, conversation. So I, I enjoy this kind of dread. I'll just keep you in suspense. I'm just, I'm used well, no, to your I, pattern by now. I'm used to your formula. <laughs> it's not my formula. It's the world's formula. Yeah, I get, yeah, I guess. And, and you're just telling me what's, what's out there. This reminds me of like, you know, like the, that Larry David show, Curb Your enthusiasm it's yeah. the same formula every time you know like he's living his life he he says something like inappropriate it gets him in trouble and then he keeps doubling down and it gets more and more cringe <laughs> with this you know you dangle something that ostensibly seems great and then you tell me the dark side just tell me the dark side already when i used to send you the the topics i would tell you the dark side now it's like uh, you know i keep him in suspense <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no and i'm just like pollyanna here thinking like everything's wonderful <laughs> That's the formula, you know. You got we got a successful yeah. formula. Once when I'm onto it, it's <laughs> I, it might go sideways. Okay, just do, uh, okay. I like the product. I like Oatly. Okay, okay. And in fact, have, I mean, have you had Oatly before? Yeah, it's oat milk. Yum. The first time I had Oatly, I was actually really, really surprised. A few years back, and uh, that was the one thing that Oatly really did. They pushed out their beverage to a lot of like, these independent coffee shops. Isn't it also in Starbucks? Yeah, so now it's at all Starbucks, but this is before. I remember tasting in like, this is like 
rich and creamy and sweet. And oat milk is basically you put water with oats and you squeeze it through a, a cheesecloth. Definitely a much more sustainable product. It's thicker and yummier than soy milk. It foams up if you want a foamy cappuccino. It's definitely a great product. And it comes from such an abundant source. And looking at the weird box, the Oatly box and the little artwork, product itself made an impression on me. It's great to have another alternative over the almond milk. And, you know, you have other, you have other choices, you know, and and it's Mm -hmm. a totally different flavor and it, and it had a richness. I definitely am not a oat milk hater. There's certain choices that these Mm. companies make, a company that is kind of pushing out this kind of environmental message that they're sustainable and they're, you know, they have sustainable packaging and they're cool. And, you know, they have this kind of Elon Musk main CEO guy kind of going front and center, singing a little fun song. Oatly sort of banking on the short memory of some news that came out a few months back. Oh, here it comes. What is it? <laughs> I can speak for the listeners. We are all at the edge of our seats. <laughs> Unless you already know. I don't. I really don't. Let me just read this uh, a news report. It's actually from Yahoo News. Mm-hmm. September 3rd, 2020. It's by Daniel Roberts. And the title of this news article actually kind of says it all. Oatly is defending itself after selling stake to Trump donor Swartzman's oh. Blackstone Group. No. <laughs> what? In July, the red hot milk brand Oatly sold 10% stake for $200 million to Oh, okay, sorry, investors. sorry, let me stop you for a second. For some reason, I thought it was like, a, okay, that's really funny, because I, re- I didn't see the headline in front of me. I thought they were at a campaign thing, and they were actually selling steaks. And I was like, that makes no sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're selling beef. No, okay. <laughs> they sold part of themselves, a steak in themselves, to what? I think it'd be better if they were selling steaks, actually, than than, than this and actually this. 10% of Oatly has been sold to what? (laughs) To a group called the Blackstone Growth Group. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, let me go back. It's like a a hedge fund or private equity fund? They have their fingers in a lot of things. There's a lot of, uh, like, BlackRock is a very famous um, investment firm. So I, I, you know, a lot of other companies. Would they want to sound like Darth Vader or something? (laughs) Sorry, Blackstone just sounds like a knockoff of BlackRock. They definitely got their own thing going. Okay, in July, the Red Hot Vegan Milk brand Oatly sold a 10% stake for $200 million to a group of investors led by Blackstone Growth and including Oprah Winfrey, Natalie Portman, Jay-Z's Rock Nation, and Starbucks chairman Howard Schultz. The investment va- valued privately held Oatly at $2 billion unicorn status yeah and now it's valued at like 10 billion swedish brand is reportedly eyeing an eminent ipo but now oatly lovers have learned more about blackstone group they aren't happy fans are threatening boycotts on social media the situation is not unlike what happened at tugoya foods in july after a ceo called Trump an incredible builder and said America is blessed to have him. Blackstone CEO Steven Schwartzman has donated $3.7 million to President Trump's re-election efforts. Businessweek writes that he is single-handedly propping up Trump's Wall Street fundraising and that without Schwartzman, donations to Trump 
from people associated with the top 31 banks and investment firms would be down 69% from 2016. Blackstone has also come under political fire for the last couple of years to something unrelated to Trump. Okay, so it's unrelated to Trump, but guess who it's related to? Jeffrey Epstein, who? No, I think Brazil. Oh, um, what's the president's Bolsonaro. name? Bolsonaro. Yeah, Bolso- the anti-vaxxer. <laughs> he's the Brazilian Trump. Yeah, he's worse somehow, if, as if that was possible. Blackstone has come under political fire over the past couple years to something unrelated to Trump. It's minority ownership of Hidrovias, a Brazilian company accused of contributing to the destruction of the Amazon rainforest through its pavement of a highway in Brazil used to transport soy illegally grown on deforested land. I did a deep dive into this, and it was corporate web that's, that's going on, where Blackstone is basically working with Bolsonaro to pave a big, like, superhighway road that goes right through the, the rainforest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like a thing. It's like, okay, you got this company that's about environmental causes and and they 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 have a great product and then they get money from this company you can see it both ways great that this investment company is also investing in sustainable things you can also say oatly perhaps is in a position to maybe influence this company but when you look at the amount of money that the billions of dollars that blackstone is pushing towards negative impact and mm-hmm. then the the 200 million dollars connected with all these movie stars and celebrities it's a tiny drop in the bucket compared to what they're doing in brazil yeah so one good thing i guess compared to last week's um field roast <laughs> debacle <laughs> is that um in the case of field roast they were completely sold and so they i presume the founder had no additional control. Whereas in this situation, you know, the silver lining is that a 10% stake is not a controlling interest. So I'm assuming Oatly maintains its independence. And so this other company cannot, uh, other than maybe getting a board seat, cannot exert undue influence on Oatly. These celebrities, are they part of the Blackstone stake? Or are they separate? What, is, what does this mean? How... According to the article, it seems like they were part of the same group or the same investment. This consortium, I know Oprah, I remember hearing Oprah. um, Jay-Z's, I think, vegan or supposed to be something along those lines. I don't know. Um, Yeah, it doesn't sound great. I think the word for today is greenwashing. Greenwashing. You know what greenwashing is? It's when a company pays lip service and does something vaguely environmentally or, you know, donates some public, makes a public donation and gives the impression of being, oh, so you're saying basically Blackstone is greenwashing itself by making this investment, by making, you know, like showing that they care about the environment or something like that. You see that when high profile celebrities that are part of this investment as well, mm-hmm. I know it's only 10%, but when you have something that's a sustainable product, it just kind of... I don't know, it just feels like a slap in the face, doesn't it? Because once they're publicly traded, they have no control over who buys them. So you're basically saying in this like pre-IPO stage, 
they could choose not to sell, this is bad. Yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. Would you want to hear what Oatly had to say about this? I would like to hear what Oatly had to say about this. This is actually on the Oatly website. Change isn't easy. Oatly was founded on the idea of change. Our entire reason for existence has been to bring change and transparency to existing food systems that are currently responsible for 25% of global greenhouse gas emissions, half of which come from the meat and dairy industry. Fair enough. Okay, so why ally with your Death Star? Our idea was, and still is, to offer plant-based options that are so amazing the general public doesn't feel like it is a compromise to eat them. In doing so, we can trigger a shift to a more sustainable world. This journey, however, has resulted in many inconvenient and uncomfortable decisions. On multiple occasions, we found ourselves stepping on the toes of both our friends and Ooh. those who disagree with our mission. And now we've gone and done it again. Hmm. So I guess this is an apology? I don't know what to tell you. Like, uh, where does the money come from? I This is something to be... I don't know how concerned or unconcerned I am. I, I, I'm concerned with the company itself and their operations. And if they're... Uh, as far as I know, other than getting an infusion of money, they aren't changing the way they operate, are they? This environmentalist, her name is Laura Young, and she was spearheading sort of the, the criticism of Oakley. This company, Blackstone, invests in you and gives you money, mm -hmm. and then they make money when you, like, I guess when they IPO, they're going to make whatever, I don't know, maybe a hundred million, hundreds of millions. Wouldn't you like them to dump their shares at that point so they're no longer invested in Oakley? They'll dump their shares so they have extra money, build an extra lane to the super highway mm -hmm. that goes through the Amazon so the big trucks that help deforest the Amazon can go through faster. Maybe sometimes you just got to say no. It's too good to be true because when you search Oatly, deforestation comes on the search engine. No action in this world is without negative consequences. So I'm the type of person who would weigh the positives and the negatives and take them all as a whole and say, was it worth it? And I don't really have enough information in aggregate to make that call. Well, and anyway, let me continue because they talk about their funding here. This time it's about our current need for funding specifically 400 million U.S. dollars, in order to continue to grow as sustainably as possible as the demand for our product continues to skyrocket, both our current markets as well as our new markets. This money will allow us to build factories in Europe, the U.S., and Asia, according to the same high standards as our existing production sites. 200 million was secured through a Green Deal bank loan, where we are committed by the terms of the loan to ensure that all of our investments are in sustainable solutions. The other $200 million came through an investment from Blackstone <laughs> and a group of other high-profile investors. The investment choice that made for sensational headlines in a world where debates have become so dangerously black and white. Hmm. But our thinking in working with Blackstone was quite opposite black and white. It was an intense thought process that was nuanced in line with how we'd often thought about change. Back in the day when we were just a tiny oat milk company in the Swedish countryside, 
we asked ourselves this question, what can we do to create the greatest amount of change to positively impact the planet? Should we continue to sell our product through specialized health, organic, vegan stores, since they have always supported us? Or should we be where the people are in supermarkets? The only problem with being in the supermarkets was that a significant part of the income was generated from selling meat and dairy products. But what would happen if we could show supermarkets that by collaborating, we can both increase our and their earnings while opening up a potential new category? The bet was that we would result in a better shelf placement for plant products, ultimately resulting in more people discovering them and learning about the benefits and adjusting their eating habits. Since we are a sustainability company looking to create the most change possible, we went with the supermarkets. And so far, our bet started to work. Here, this is why they supposedly got involved with Blackstone. The same reasoning prompted us to turn to Blackstone for a conversation about securing sustainable funding. Blackstone is like the biggest supermarket of the private equity sector. We thought that if we could convince them that it is profitable and in the long term even more profitable to invest in a sustainability company like Oatly, then other private equity firms of the world would look, listen, and start to steer their collective worth of four trillion US dollars into green investments. Today, a tiny fraction of all that venture capital ends up in sustainable investments. Had we have chosen a specialized green investor for funding, we would have become a fractional part of that tiny fraction, ultimately remaining off the radar for major investment companies and having zero impact on influencing a transfer of investment to green companies. Instead, our bet is that when Blackstone's investments in our oat-based sustainability movement brings them larger returns than they would have been able to get elsewhere, like say from the meat and dairy industry, in which one of the major causes of deforestation of the Amazon today, a powerful message will be sent to the global equity markets. One written in only language our critics claim they will listen to. Profit. Anyway. So he goes on. But I mean, okay, they made an interesting argument. Yeah, I, it, there's something uh, that rings plausible about it. The scale of Blackstone's holdings in, let's say, oil, gas, coal, mm -hmm. <laughs> Brazilian infrastructure is so immense and, and in fact when they i don't know when when these guys run into developing nations exploiting developing nations the profits from a sustainable oat company i, I do think that that's their like top on their list i mean it's possible that they they gave oatly more favorable valuation terms because they were more incentivized to greenwash themselves and show the world that they were invested in Oatly um, than in particularly profiting from that investment. So it's possible that Oatly just got a much better deal with them. I'm sure they, they shopped around to a bunch of private equity, and I'm guessing Blackstone just gave them the best possible deal, and then it's possible that you know they said, well, 
uh, if we get this money, we're able to scale up and make our products available to the greatest number of people and also make the most money for ourselves. Um, and uh, that's just sort of the bargain they decided to make. It's just kind of a strange bedfellow, too, when you bring in, you know, Howard Schultz and mm-hmm. Jay-Z and Oprah Winfrey and Natalie Portman into the deal, too. Uh, well, you Natalie know, Portman's semi-vegan, Jay-Z's semi-vegan. I, I see the logic there. I understand, but the, in some ways, everyone's in bed with this company that's making some, I mean, questionable decisions. Mm-hmm. The guy that, that gave um, Trump the Trump re-election, I don't know, like $4 million, he argued that it was all, oh, we, we're, we, have, we have nothing to do with the deforestation of the Amazon. You know, the, the road is owned by Brazil. I understand. Okay, yes, the road's owned by Brazil, but, but who's paving the road? You know, what company is putting the money into the infrastructure that's making it accessible and is Oatly doing this because they really want to impact and work with these, whether Death Star companies, or they're just doing it because it's like, that's where the the real money is. It's like, yeah, we can, you know, really expand. I'm guessing the latter. And then they made the statement to sort of justify themselves after the fact. You, let's say you're now the CEO of Oatly, play CEO of Oatly for the day. And um, BlackRock comes to you and they say, like, I'm going to invest uh, $200 million in your company and I want a 10% stake. And you go to this, uh, you know, really pure and good private equity firm and they say, we want to give you $100 million and we'll, we'll take a 20% stake. What are you going to do? And, and bearing in mind that both of these companies are, are, are hands off. They just want profit participation. They're not going to tell you what to do with your business. And you're saying, well, I have all these plans of opening these factories and further proliferating our product, getting the price point down so we can compete with like dairy milk, uh, getting the maximum exposure to the consumer um, and disrupting the food industry for the better. Uh, You're the CEO. What do you do? I mean, it depends on what your ideological bent is. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't work with a company that's related to the deforestation. One of my main issues is environmentalism. I just yeah, I don't like totally. seeing waste and destruction of our planet. It's just a little too on the nose for a company to be so into environmental causes and then to take money from the devil. Take money from a company that's destroying our planet. So, so yeah, so, I mean, you know, you have to make certain choices, but to me, I think it's just a no brainer. You you don't take money from a company that's diametrically opposed to your mission. The way they, the way they, the way they positioned it is like, oh yeah, well we're, you know, we're here to reform them. Yeah. Helping reform. And, and, and that's, and that's ridiculous. If you look at the amount of the investment compared to the amount of investment they make. They're saying, oh, we'll make an example of ourselves. I see what you're saying. I think the helping reform them argument does make sense when it's like Carl's Jr. making a beyond beyond, uh, burger. Because then the more people who buy it, the closer Carl's Jr. goes to being reformed. I don't think that argument really holds with Blackstone. Uh, What if you felt, again, back to this theoretical, you're the CEO. What if you felt your survival as a company depended on getting that investment at the best terms possible? So it's either... Uh, you know, you can become a major mainstream brand and like help maybe change the world for the better just by becoming so mainstream. Or you can stay in obscurity and be like a specialty brand and not take the money. What would you do? 
I'm an independent filmmaker. Okay, <laughs> I've already so you, I've already made those choices to be sort of a, <laughs> a, to not to not play the corporate you've, game. You've accepted obscurity. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But but I mean that's just me. I love the way you've turned this all around. This isn't no, about I'm me. Not, but I'm this not. This is about st- you, Mister Big Business. <laughs> I'm not taking a stance. I'm just asking some rhetorical questions. Just like you're, you know, like I just want to think this through because I again, as usual, I was blindsided and didn't know all this before we started talking. Talking about it. I, th- I thought we were going to talk about the commercial and how fun it was. Ah. It, it was. <laughs> I got tricked. You know, uh, a couple things about the commercial that I thought were like really great. You know, like in, well, I mean, just about Super Bowl commercials in general. One, did you notice there's like, they used to do a lot of um, sex cells type commercials. And I guess millennials and gen z they're they're like over it you know they're they're inundated with half naked people all the time in every medium so it no longer gets their attention so you know you have to work a little harder on being like clever or different or unique and also i mean the one thing that i think is really groundbreaking about this is that have there actually been vegan brands uh, in Super Bowl commercials in the past like the it's something to be celebrated that this company has reached the scale to be able to put itself in America's living room. I do think that the Super Bowl was always a place where like new companies would break ice and, really? and kind of show that they had like some, you know, some some juice. What I remember is like Doritos and Budweiser and General Motors. I, I don't remember new companies as much, but maybe, you know. Well, especially during the dot com explosion. Oh yeah, that's because they had they were flush with cash and they were like uh, fire hosing it in every direction. That's true. Also, you know, challenges this notion that cow milk is made for people, which is an ingrained notion. Maybe without this horrible investment, they wouldn't be able to get in front of all these eyeballs and you know make that challenge uh, again i'm not justifying the investment i all of this is new to me i i, I only knew about black rock not black stone <laughs> so um you know i'm just these are just some thoughts off the top of my head it's just uh very difficult to accept money from frightening ghouls that yeah. that no, give I, I, I 4 million dollars to I, trump's I, re-election campaign <laughs> I don't argue, you know, I, I can't argue with that. I, these are. I'm just trying to look at the other side of the coin also. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you my take on this whole yeah. thing. I just think that it's a self-inflicted wound by Oatly. Mm-hmm. They definitely were a viable company. They were, they were blasting off. They could have gotten money from other sources. Mm-hmm. They probably took their best deal. Probably, yeah. Connected with all these celebrities. They thought they could just mainstream it and make it into a Coca-Cola situation. They got greedy and they paid a public relations price. Usually when a company is followed by controversy, it's always a, a, a foot, footnote. But when that ad came out, you know, no one mentioned the, the footnote. Uh, here's another silver lining. Uh, even if you were never to buy Oatly brand oat milk, that commercial is about no cow as well. So... Just implanting in consumers the notion that cow milk is for cows. There are alternatives, uh, you know, just to like just to have that jingle, that annoying, like horrible but very catchy jingle in the back of your mind when walking through the grocery store, is a public service, a public good. Well, we talked about Oatly. Yeah, no cow. <laughs>